Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, 1126 on the Fan. It's TNT. Time for Aaron Rodgers' buddy. It's the In Rappaport Report brought to you by your local Kia dealers. Visit Kia.com and discover a movement that inspires by Total Orthopedics. The experts are getting you back to being you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. And by Collars & Co., makers of the best polos on the planet. Visit CollarsAndCo.com. So, Ian, you have made... Uh, very nice living, breaking news, and not being the news. So you were in an interesting spot the other day when Aaron Rodgers inserted you and Schefter into the news. What would you think about that? Uh, I noticed that. Yeah, uh, everybody in the world texted me. You know, I would say one of the things with doing what I do, and I, and it's the same thing really for anyone that is, you know, pretty public, is you report information and... You do the best you can with making sure that it is accurate, timely. You know, you want to be right. You want to be first, all that stuff. And then whatever happens with the info, I sort of never mind. And I've never minded kind of, you know, being in the crosshairs of anyone, especially when it's just because of, you know, me doing my job. So, like, I put the info out there. Rogers can react however he wants to react. Um, you know, it's I've never – I don't take offense. If I see him, I would not be angry. Like, to me, this is all, you know, it's all part of it. It's like I say something, and then people are allowed to react. Yeah. Um, Rogers has never been shy about speaking his mind, so to me, it's all fine. I had your back, Ian. He so, did? You know. Yeah, I mean, I had it, too. I he was just, he brought it first. Yeah, <laughs> Tiki definitely had it, and, and we both did because, you know, it seemed uh, not a shot, but it just seemed a little, mm-hmm. a little aggressive. And listen, he fluctuates between passive-aggressive and strangely aggressive and then everything in between. Do you, because Tiki... Dickie's point yesterday was that that very well might be a foreshadow of him having issues in New York if he comes here with the media. Would you agree with that? I don't see it that way. Do you? So I would. He he is very. You know, I don't I don't know that I'd use the word sensitive, but he's very attentive and interested in what media says. And at some point in his career, you know, probably two or three years ago, but real real late in his career, he went from being like, yeah, I don't care what the media says, to I'm going to respond. And once he decided to respond, he responds to everything. He's got a weekly spot on the McAfee show. He's, you know, very good and very interesting. I always watch and listen. And, you know, once you start kind of going at the media or, um, 
you know, basically counterpointing them, you really can't stop. So if you're going to do it on one thing, you kind of got to do it on everything. And that's where he finds himself is sort of like, you know, one of the athlete world's foremost media critics, whether it's, <laughs> you know, sports or certainly politics or uh, health related, you know, mm -hmm. uh, vaccine related. He's been pretty outspoken. So, I mean, he, I don't know that he's can't handle it, but I do know he reacts to everything and that is the way he's chosen to be. And it is, you know, at his advanced age for a player, I'm not sure the downside, except that he's just got to answer questions about it all the time. Yeah, I mean, but it also, he can't speak out of both sides of his mouth and criticize us for talking about him when he's talking about himself and he's one of the best players in football. You can't you can't deny that. Do you think it's going to matter, matter in a locker room or in a front office as they think about bringing him in? Because yeah. culture is important, but obviously on the field, what he does on the field matters more. Yeah, and quarterbacks are different. I mean, culture is extremely important. You know, you look at, I mean, the Chiefs have maybe the, you know, certainly one of the best cultures, maybe the best culture in the NFL. Part of the reason why they can have, like, you know, eight rookies start or play key roles or whatever the number is, and they just fit right in in the locker room and they're just good to go. But quarterbacks are different. I mean, you know, I, I don't know that he's going to the Jets, but certainly it is a possibility. And when Brett Favre went to the Jets, he was kind of, in a silo by himself. I mean, he was there. He was fine. He reacted. He was professional. He was fine. But, like, definitely not one of the guys. Quarterbacks are, especially by the time they get to, you know, 30-something like he is, they are not one of the guys. Mm. They are almost half management. You know, it's like <laughs> when, when Russell Wilson gets criticized in Denver for having an office and, you know, bodyguards. and I mean, all that is real, so don't get me wrong. But it is kind of what it's like to be quarterback because you're like, a third player, a third businessman, and a third management because you are consulted on real team things. The quarterback is different, and they are treated different. Yeah, that's interesting. We're talking to our buddy Ian Rappaport. You know, one thing that Tiki and I threw into the conversation earlier is that let's say he comes here, and I contrasted, you know, Robert Sala's style from Brian Dable. One thing that Dable did, not, not I don't mean coaching stuff on game day. I mean their presentation at the podium, which I think could be very important dealing with Rodgers yeah. if he's here. Like, Dable was on a mission, it's, it's about football, and shut down all the ancillary stuff. I'm not here to make friends, I'm not here to joke. Even when he refused to give Daniel Jones great credit after he destroyed the Vikings, it was sticking to the script. Robert Sala has proven to be, or tried to be, more of a, a willing communicator, a little more humanized, if you will. And, and I don't know that that's, I, I appreciate that person to person, I don't know if that's the best route to try to deal with Rodgers because you almost get yourself deeper into to a whole talking about stuff when something inevitably goes awry. Does that make sense? Robert Sala's demeanor, is he the right coach to deal with Rodgers? I mean, I think he's a really good defensive coach, so Rodgers will appreciate having a good defense. And he is sort of the, you know, the head spokesman of the team. Um, and at, he was, you know, with the quarterback position this year, he was very heavy-handed. He was very on message. A lot of times he had the most important quotes as it pertains to the quarterback position, and he would go out there, and whatever he wanted his players to hear, whatever he wanted the media to talk about, it wouldn't be whispers. It would be Salah saying it. Like, you know, we're not going to give up on Zach, or here's why Mike White, whatever it was at the time, yep. it was always Salah. It's going to be different if it's Aaron Rodgers because Rodgers is going to be the Rodgers spokesman. Yeah. And I think – you know, what Saul will probably find is he's going to be asked a million questions, and at some point he will go, guys, Rodgers is coming up next. 
These are great questions for him. God, isn't that dangerous, though, Ian? I mean, you think about this. You think about the coaches and the quarterbacks who have great personalities. Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin was still the alpha, right? Tom Brady, Bill Belichick was still the alpha. Uh, Even Bruce Arians with Tom Brady, he was still the alpha. I feel like that's really dangerous because there could be room for contradiction, and then it becomes a story. Like, we'll talk about it's nonsense, but we'll talk about it, and it'll be more than a one-day story, as BT and I were talking about earlier. Yeah, maybe. I think that's that's – that could definitely happen. But with Rodgers, you get all of it. Um, and if you're going to get, you know, I think he is still one of the best quarterbacks in football. Um, the teams that are interested in definitely the Jets are one of them. I think he would be their top choice. Um, if you get Rodgers, you get all of it. So you get the great play. You get the unbelievable poise under pressure. You get one of the greatest quarterbacks who's ever done it, multiple-year MVPs. You get some controversy. You get someone who's going to, you know, really bite back at reporters, not even in a bad way. He does it respectfully, yeah. but he does he does make his point. You know, it's going to be – you get a lot of it, but, you know, the hope is that on-field outweighs all of it. And if he doesn't have a broken thumb and he doesn't have all the injuries that he had last year, I think it would be worth it. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'll certainly take the chance as a Jets fan. All right, so it doesn't seem, at least on the surface, there's not – outside of the connection that the Jets need a quarterback – doesn't seem anything tangibly connected Jets and Carr. So we know about the Saints visit. We think maybe Carroll, like, do the Jets even really, are they going to pursue Derek Carr? Uh, if if they do, Aaron Rodgers is going to be their number one. And if they don't get Rodgers, I do think they'll pursue Derek Carr. Yeah, but, Derek way, Carr, but Ian, Derek Carr might be gone. He's got a month start on free agency. Yeah, he might be gone. That so what is definitely are, true. So are they even talking but, to Derek but, Carr? Uh, I actually do think they've, uh, I, I believe, I believe that they have had some communication. I believe they were able to do that. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe they were able to have some conversation with Derek. I, don't, I know it wasn't a visit, but like a visit would make sense. You know, that would certainly make sense, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to do anything that would risk them not getting Aaron Rodgers If that is even a possibility. And theoretically, you know, Rogers is going into the darkness. Um, if, when he comes out of the darkness, then presumably he will have some idea of what he's doing, and maybe by the middle of next week we will know. Yeah. So I don't think the Jets will be out of anything, but I don't think they're going to give up on getting Rodgers just to get Derek Carr. Now, there are ties. Um, Todd Downing was his uh, offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach in Oakland, so he knows Derek Carr very well. Carr's had a ton of success with him. So that's there are definitely Carr ties. Um and I know there's interest. I just know that it's not going to, you know, sort of overtake the Rodgers pursuit. Got it. And, and nor should it. Okay. So there's there's business and what you need you need to adhere to in terms of uh, the principles of business. And then there's common sense. All right. So I asked you last week. I'm going to ask you again. It's, it's Ian Rappaport with us here on The Fan. It is my strong belief, but I'm not a reporter. So this is why I'm asking you. The Jets have to, on some level, communicated with somebody that reps Aaron Rodgers, somebody that's tight with that and familiar with his thinking. Ian, I I can't process the Jets putting most of their resources from an energy point of view in Aaron Rodgers and not have a basic sense if he even views them as an appealing destination. I can't accept that. I have to think on some level the Jets have an ounce of intel that he likes them and that that's possible. Am I wrong? Well, well I... I'm sure there have been back-channel conversations. You know, information is king, and so, you know, if you're general manager Joe Douglas, you obviously play by the rules. You do everything you need to by the rules, but 
there's probably some way you can find out. But I would say this. Let's say that Rodgers emerges from the dark and says, um, all right, I want to be traded. Mm-hmm. What the Packers are going to do, this is my understanding, is they're going to say, where do you want to go? Or where are two places you want to go? And whatever it is. And then we will facilitate that for you. So they are going to be willing to facilitate a trade for him if he wants that. It's just a matter of matching up the compensation and the numbers. So if Rodgers does want to be traded, which I don't know, but if he does want to be traded, then I don't think getting him will be an issue. I think it's going to be more, does he pick them, yes or no? Mm, got it. He's got to prove it by the for, yeah. with the Green Bay Packers. They seem they're working hand-in-hand. Hand. Let me move on to other business real quick before we let you go here, Ian. The Philadelphia Eagles, obviously runner-up. They had a great season, uh, but they lose both of their coordinators, which I'm positioning as a great thing for New York. Uh, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen are both uh, in, in, in new places as head coaches. Who do, who do you think they hire um, in interim-wise, and will it matter with – uh, relative to the success that they had last year? Well, and I would say Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach, uh, former Utah quarterback, is a really, really strong candidate at OC. I would say probably the favorite there. Um, now, he's got some interest from other places, the Carolina Panthers for one, but you know, I would describe him as a favorite in Philly. Really good young coach and seems poised to you know, kind of take that over. On defense, they got some good internal candidates. Denard Wilson is one. But, you know, the the thing you hope when you're a team like the Eagles, who's had a, a lot of success and seems to be only getting stronger, has great personnel, is that your program is strong enough to withstand losses. So, yeah, two coordinators, that's tough. That's not what you want. But you got some young guys. They're well-trained. They know the system. I think Sirianni does a really good job. You know, hopefully they can step in. Play calling is the only sort of concern to me, which is a big one. But – you know, because Shane Steichen did that and really turned them around when he took over play calling. So I think if it is Brian Johnson, he would have some big shoes to fill. Yeah, and why ultimately do you think, is it just youth for Kafka and maybe the other side, age for Wink? Why did why were both of them left out of the head coaching hires this this, this, this cycle for the Giants? I love it for the I mean, Giants because there's continuity and consistency. But no, it's great. You obviously but, love to see those guys get an opportunity, but they didn't this year. Yeah, it's just it's rare when... You know, I think Kafka did a really good job in press, made it to the second round uh, in Arizona, for instance. But, you know, just not quite there yet, not quite ready. You know, I would say probably paved the way for him to be a head coach in 2024 if all goes well. Um, but just, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into it. And it's, you know, how good are you as a coach, but also, like, how good are your relationships? Yeah. If you If you lose your first three choices on defensive coordinator – how close are you with number four, and can you get him? I've like, always said that. I've always said yeah. that, Ian. I've always, it, it derails so, some, some really good potential head coaches because they can't hire the rest of the staff. Yeah. And that's the problem with, with a lack of minority GMs. I mean, that, that's just the funnel-down effect. I mean, because mm-hmm. then you don't have as many minority OCs, and mm-hmm. then the OCs, the pipeline to the head coach. I mean, it's uh, definitely a residual issue. Uh, Ten seconds. Rex going to take that uh, that Denver Broncos job with Peyton? I cannot believe he took it this long to ask me. Um, <laughs> I would say, uh, let's look at, you know, he's he's been described as me to me as the favorite. Um, I believe when they're done with their process, he'll be the last man standing. So, yeah, I think we're going to get Rex Ryan 
Back in the NFL, back as a defensive coordinator with Sean Payton. Nice. That's good for that's good for the NFL. And we'll play in the Broncos this yeah. year. We'll have to slice up Rex's D with Rodgers. All right, man. Uh, text your buddy. <laughs> hey, he's in the cave. He, text him. He misses you. He's a little <laughs> yeah, dark in there. Give him a text, okay? Yeah, I know. All right. Don't do that. Ian, it was great to see you Thanks, last week pal. in person. You're not just a box and a, a head in a box. <laughs> <laughs> you too, man. You too. That was fun. I appreciate you uh, pretending not to know that your brother was getting in. That was fun. <laughs> I had to do it for two weeks. It sucked. But it was awesome. Maybe. Appreciate you, Ian. Be All good, right, man. man. There All you right, go. Care, yes, sir. Ian Rappaport. So we could react to that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 